Today on Lockdown Red Wings, Detroit's defensive woes finally bite them as they blow a 4 to nothing lead and lose in overtime. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ news radio podcast. While Scotty's host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And uh, Scotty, the Red Wings finally got bit right in the rear end. Uh, every trend that we had seen in the last six games, especially along this three-game win streak, uh, came out to play in this one as... The defensive struggles, the odd man rushes, the, I won't say questionable goaltending, because for the most part, the goaltending has been fine outside of this game. I mean, there's been rumblings about the Huso side of things in his last start, but it finally bit them in the butt. Uh, they blow another lead, and this time they're not able to recover and fall in overtime in just unacceptable fashion to a team that you can absolutely not lose to. And I know we talked yesterday, Scotty. I know we talked yesterday about how the San Jose Sharks were playing better. They were playing hot but they were still one of the cellar dwellers in this league. And that is not going to change by the end of the season. They're still going to be a bottom five team by the end of the year. And the Red Wings blew a four to nothing lead in five minutes, unacceptable fashion by the Detroit Red Wings in this one. So coming in hot, but I know it's going to be on top of everyone's mind. It's going to be the one thing, one of two things that everyone wants to talk about with this game. So let's just get it out of the way. Awful performance by the Red Wings in the second half of that hockey game. Yeah, man, it's almost like the, you know, the in, in college hockey, you know, like when you get close to <clears throat> the 10-minute mark in the second period and everybody does the countdown and then like halftime, like it's almost like that happened and then right after, like <laughs> around halftime of this hockey game, uh, just complete disaster. Um, we uh, will certainly talk about the offense that was really good for five minutes. Four minutes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in this one. Uh, well, and, and obviously we'll talk about Kane here later on in the show and, and his performance in a vacuum. But, I mean, golly, man, uh, this was a complete collapse. And, like, everybody, everybody, you know, just in general wants, like, a scapegoat for every situation and wants somebody to point to and be like, whose fault is this, right? Like, what just happened and whose fault it is? And, Obviously, goaltending is a thankful, thankless job, and uh, I I think this was just a, a just complete a culmination of everybody. Like I, mm-hmm. I thought, Huso was incredibly weak in this game. Uh, I I think he struggled mightily. I thought that the defense did him absolutely zero favors the entire game. Like it's it's not that hard of a concept to know that like both can be true. Like yeah. the goaltending can have struggled and the defense could have been absolutely atrocious. And I think that that's what happened in this game. And we, we, we've we been talking about it all year, you know, the and especially over this winning streak, like the Wings have gotten off to really nice starts early and they've been aggressive on the forecheck and, and whatnot. And then as the game goes along, that they, they slip and they slip and they slip. And, uh, and then they allow a boatload of rushes and most of them odd man rushes, uh, that, you know, going the other way. And, uh, it really, really reared its ugly head in a very, very extreme way, obviously 
uh, in the in the last, you know, in, in a five minute stretch in the second period in this game, and then obviously also in overtime. Yeah. So, and I mean, I said after this, you know, ha- at, you know, the ten minute mark hit and the Red Wings stopped playing. In all reality, if I'm being honest, they didn't have a good first period either. I thought the Red Wings were really fortunate to walk yeah. away from the first period, you know, tied zero to zero. Because the Sharks, to their credit, and this is why we said in yesterday's episode, despite the fact that this is a gonna finish at the in the bottom five of the league coming into the end of the season, you know, this is a team that's been hot. This is a team that's been playing up to their opponents. They just had a huge comeback, like I think the night before, two nights before, also won that in overtime. Yeah, their last we said, don't, game. Yeah. We said don't take it for granted. And and the Red Wings came out sluggish. The Sharks were the aggressor. They were the team that was winning all the corner battles. They were breaking up every play in the neutral zone, stopping any attempt. You couldn't even get to the blue line to attempt to break in because they were they were shutting it all down. And then they were, you know, getting all kinds of shots. And they let, had to edge 12-7 in shots at the end of the first. Granted, their power play helped with that some. But, I mean, Vili Husso bailed the Red Wings out in the first period, and I thought he had a very good first. Second period came around. Sharks... Right off the bat, continue to be very good. Red Wings had an early power play, couldn't get anything going. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, like, oh no, this is one of those games. But then Clem Costin and that fourth line, and to the fourth line's credit, right? Scotty, the fourth line, I thought at least to the first half of that game, I noted it on Twitter, like they were playing very good. Christian Fisher and Clem Costin and Daniel Sprong continue to be a very effective first line at winning corner battles in the offensive zone. They generate offense by grinding out puck battles. And Clem Costin was part of that with his like underrated soft hands. And he got rewarded with that first goal halfway through the first period or second period. Rather the sharks want to face off, but it kind of got lost in no man's land in front of their own net. And he just, he attacked it. And it was the ticky tacky goal. Wasn't the prettiest goal. He was kind of chuckling about it, but it gave the Red Wings a one, nothing lead. And from there, the floodgates really opened a few minutes later, you know, Michael Rasmussen deflects one great, Great deflection by Rasmussen on a Daniel Sprong shot where he didn't think he was going to get the puck there. I, Mickey Redmond noted he thought he was going for a change. Then, what was it, 29 seconds later, if that? No, 49 seconds for the three stretch goals. I think it was like 12 seconds right. for Rasmussen's yeah. <laughs> second deflected goal. Beautiful deflection again. Ben Chirot. And then, again, 49 seconds from the first Rasmussen goal. Then it's Larkin to Fabry, to Ben Chirot with a really nice high IQ yeah, play. Great pass yeah, on that. Give him, I'm giving him credit. That was a really nice play at pass, and he's done that a couple times in the last few games. To Lucas Raymond, wide open. 4 nothing Detroit. Goaltender change. You're thinking, okay, they figured it out. But there's that itch in the back of your head. You, we talked about it. This team has the ability to punch teams in the face and then just completely crap the bed. And that is exactly what happened. Unacceptable. Yeah. It, it is. And uh, again, the, the, the defense failed this team. The, 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 the goaltending failed this team. Like everything was a complete train wreck and it's uh, it, it was everybody, man. And it, I, when I say defense, you know, we clarify this all the time. I don't mean like the defenseman specifically. I mean, the team defense was absolutely mm-hmm. atrocious at the end of the second period it even kind of trickled into the third a little bit, but they obviously played well enough there. And and you, you thought they were going to at least hold on to the victory and it would be, you know, just like an ugly win. And then obviously the, the pass slash horrible shot off the boards and uh, led to a goal, man. It, it's just, it, it was constant 
rushes and constant breakaways and and constant odd man rushes and 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 from literally like halfway through the second through overtime like just consistently giving up high danger fast paced opportunities the other way and uh and who so couldn't stop a nosebleed yeah. and here we are it's it was pretty much everyone's fault that they blew this Correct. game i mean from the moment it literally you it, it the moment Raymond scored that fourth goal yeah. is when it fell apart because Mark Edward Vlasic took, I think, an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty after that goal. After yeah, we the gave play. up two shorthanded goals in two minutes, yeah, three minutes or something. Because I mean, granted, the first one was it looked like a wonky bounce off the boards, off a stanchion, maybe came to the middle of the ice, two on one coming down. But I mean, this is where the the, the huso woe start coming in. You, that shot they. It was a two-on-one with a defenseman back or a forward back, whoever it was, because Sider blew his tire, obviously. Yeah. Thomas Hurdle elected to take the shot. Huso got a piece of it, but not enough to keep it out. Ended up being off the blocker and in. That is one Vili Huso has to save. Obviously, a two-on-one is not ideal, but that is one Vili Huso has to save. Yeah. Well, and he then- had one under his pad as well, and then, like, the, the one to tie the game to send it into overtime was yep. off the board. And, like, I mean, yeah, man. Like, 20 <laughs> – 20 seconds later, Fabian Zetterlin, they come back down on another two-on-one off a, a turnover, whatever it is. They all blend together in my mind, honestly. <laughs> and they go cross-crease. Go, no, with the Zetterlin one was another clean shot. I can't even remember. I literally cannot remember which goal is which. But the point being here. They all looked very similar. They all looked very similar. Three of them were cross-crease NHL 20-style goals that – the defenseman on two on ones or a breakaway where, and again, on, in those situations, I almost, I almost want to give Huso a little bit of a break on the two on ones. Cause those are really hard to make, but when you know that pass is coming, you got to get over and make the save. I, so I'm, I almost want to give him a break, but I don't because the collective performance that he had in this game was so poor. And again, he was not done any favors by the team in front of him. There should have not been two on ones on, or breakaways, shorthanded, or at even strength. There should not have been that many turnovers. On the second shorthanded goal, no, the Nico Sturm even strength goal, Jake Wolman pinched and left Goss Disbear, I believe it was. High. I mean, we can talk yeah, about you know, rough game. Wolman had, yeah, the worst game of the season for him. But every single one of their goals came the same way with this, with save the Thomas Hurdle goal to tie it at five to five. That one. Michael Granlin, beautiful play, intentionally shot it off the boards to give Hurdle a, a play off the rebound off the boards. That was a great goal. Yeah. But all those rest of those goals came from the same thing. The Red Wings could not figure it out, and Villahuso could not make a save. Just absolutely unacceptable, and it was just the accumulation. That's not how you pronounce that. It was just everything coming to a head that the Red Wings have had bad going for them, and it finally bit them in the butt. Yeah. Montreal. Chicago, Minnesota, every single one of those games, you've let the other team come back into it. And, and, and it it costs you. It's not, you cannot keep doing this. You can't, if you get out to big leads, you have got to be able to protect it. And time, the fourth goal at the end of the second period, I know I'm rambling now, Scotty, and then we have to get to a break, but I'm just so fired up over this. Another thing that this team does, constantly, goals with a minute left in a period. 22 seconds left. You just got to get to the intermission with the lead. And they come back down on a two-on-one goal. I just, 
this team and has did it again in the third for whatever it's worth as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, a minute 29 left on that one. It's yeah. just this team's inability to close out games, this team's inability to prevent odd man rushes, this team's inability to get consistently good goaltending out of two of their three goalies has just been such a huge problem that they've been able to outscore as of late. They came into this game second in the Eastern Conference, second in the league, first in the Eastern Conference in goals four. They have the most four-plus goal games in the NHL. And this is another one attack on there because they scored five. They are like the Buffalo Sabres last year. And we see how that works out. They continue. You cannot keep outscoring your problems. You have got to, at some point, address the defensive woes of this hockey team. And until they do that, this team is not going to win many playoff games if they even get into the playoffs. And I, that may sound reactionary. They've been playing very well of late, winning games. But underneath, in every single one of these games, Scotty, we have talked about it. Underneath, these problems have been there. And today, it boiled over. Yes. All right. <laughs> we'll My response to the last four minutes is yes. We'll be back. Segment two, Locked Red Wings. <laughs> you know who won't let you down is eBay Motors, Scotty. I tell you, pa- passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Something the Red Wings couldn't wouldn't know about after this game. Uh, keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Hey. You know what? This game sucked, and we're all upset, but I can't get over how much of a bar burn rubber not cash is, man. That's just – it's you so heat. Like, that needs to be in a song yesterday. Like, that's so hard. I don't know how that's not, like, on billboards. Like, that. that's the coldest line ever. But. <laughs> all right. Scotty, again, just to reset and bring my level back down to where it should be. Red Wings. Where should it be after blowing a four goal lead to the worst team in hockey? Well, that's, that's the thing, right? I think it's warranted that I'm fired up, right? It's warranted that I find this unacceptable and that this is a a situation where all the issues this team has continued to have, despite their winning has boiled over. But at the same time, I do think it's unfair for me to, you know, just write off all their successes. Right. So, I'm I'm pissed, and I'm just <laughs> I, I deservedly so. But at the same time, they've he's still like, won. He's like, guys, I'm gonna calm down, and then he takes ten well, seconds to gather himself and goes, "I'm pissed." <laughs> All right. <laughs> Listen, they've still won six of their last eight. They're still in the divisional race. It's just this is yeah, a bad yeah, loss. And with nobody, ugly, ugly here's reasons. the thing: the the thing about this game is not 
it, it isn't the result in a vacuum. And like the result in a vacuum sucks. Okay. You only yeah. got one of two points from the San Jose Sharks. That sucks. Um, but I, I think the 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 thing that is um alarming about this game is more of the bigger picture of like you have blown leads pretty much this entire winning stretch and just like held on at the end, uh, almost every single game. Uh, and now you are like, if, if you have the lack of goaltending and defense and the ability to blow a four goal lead to the worst team in hockey in five minutes, then like that's worrisome going forward when you obviously play much better teams. Like that is the thing that's alarming about it is as you said at the beginning, this is something that's been an issue. And now it's to such an extreme as to where the San Jose Sharks can can exploit it in like a quarter of a period. Yeah, and I want to correct myself earlier too because I said that they almost blew leads to the Blackhawks in the wild. That was just me being heated. Um, they blew almost blew leads to the Sabres and the Canadiens. Yeah. I just had my timeline mixed up because they've played a lot of games recently where they've scored a lot of goals. So it was the last two games against the Sabres and the Canadiens where the, the heart attacks have just been crazy inducing. Um, but anyway, Scotty, moving on with hopefully a little bit more of a leveled head. We've addressed like why this is embarrassing and you know why we think that this is just like these are the issues this team has that they need to address if they want to be serious contenders in this division. Um, are you comfortable with saying that Alex Line should be this 1A going forward? Brother. <laughs> I, I, I want to know if anyone was saying it before <laughs> before I was. Yeah, I'm, I'm rather comfortable, I think. Uh, I, I'm, I'm rather comfortable saying that. Like, here's the thing, man. I, Reimer's healthy, right? Like, yeah, again, healthy. this is – here's – the issue I had at the beginning of the season was the fact that the goaltending wasn't that good and we had three goalies and we weren't using them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now, like, this history repeats itself. That's just how it goes. Like, now we're just like, 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 Alex Lyon obviously has been great and he should be the 1A. Yes, that part of the conversation, absolutely. Uh, until proven otherwise, which may happen, right? No one's expecting him to hold a 950 the rest of the way. But, like, you have to ride the hot hand because you don't have anyone better proven. So, like, you should ride the hot hand. But now it, you're to a point again where, like, okay, now you're you're throwing Huso out there, every, whatever it is, once, twice a week. And, like, the, the results have not been there. And, again, in the winning streak, obviously, tonight was an extreme. It, it wasn't quite as bad. But they showed a stat today, what, he – He's given up three plus goals in like all but three games this season, or something ridiculous. Like it's 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 not great, Bob. Or maybe that was a, an LCA streak specifically, but like it it, it hasn't been it hasn't been great. Yeah. And so I, I just I'm I'm so blown away. But like Reimer wasn't a traffic cone. Like Reimer wasn't he 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 wasn't awful. Like I I just I don't understand why we have three goalies, and even though our goalie like situation as a whole is not good. We refuse to give all three goalies an opportunity to find the two best ones. We're, we're just like, it's, it's a, it's like a weird obsession. It's like one of you has to never play again. And I, I just, I don't understand that logic whatsoever. Brian. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the logic behind it is they've they don't want to. If I'm playing devil's advocate as to why they keep throwing Huso out there, despite the and granted, to be fair, he had two back to back very good performances when he came back from paternity leave or whatever you want to call it. But the two games after that is and highlighting this one kind of back to the old self, right? Kind when of was the last time Reimer played a hockey game. I think it was the loss in Sweden. I right. think it was when he when he ducked under the Stutzla batted out of the air goal with two right. seconds left in overtime. So like I think their thinking is is this guy is one, the youngest, has the most I, I wouldn't say no, actually I'd say Reimer probably has the most proven track record in the NHL, but they, they want to keep his confidence high so they keep putting him out there. They have faith that he can bring it together. But at a certain point, you gotta know what you got. So here's what the you got is a really hot glove in Alex Lyon. So just keep you run it back with him. Give him the bulk of the workload. Throw a Huso start in there every now and again. But like to lose, I'm not saying never play him again. I'm yeah. saying the opposite. I want to know how good all three are. We're rostering three goalies, and we 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 have uh, an obsession with not using one. And like as far as the Huso like specifically goes, like I, I hear you, and I understand that like if any of these three guys are to be. In the picture, long term, it is going to be Huso. Like no matter how good Reimer and Lyon are, like just with where everybody's at in their NHL career, if anybody is to like be a solidified long term option, it's going to be Huso. This is this is is where I I really get on a soapbox here, and like this is a mindset shift from rebuilding hockey to competitive hockey. You are trying to win every game. You are no longer going, oh, well, if we lose, it's okay. We need someone to get experience. We need him to to go out there and get him his games played. We need to whatever, whatever. You are actively trying to win every hockey game every single night. And if that is not Huso on a night-to-night basis, then it's not Huso on a night-to-night basis, and he's not going to earn that opportunity to keep being in net. And this is super dramatic now. And like, we've gone, I've gone totally off the rails, but like, I, I, and this is no part of this. I want to make it clear is me saying that like, Huso's performance is just like irrecoverable, and like, he can't like bounce back and and he's just going to be, you know, like this, this poor all season. Like, I, I don't believe that. I don't think that should be the message we're trying to say. I just genuinely, it baffles me how like, like Reimer had a couple of good games and now like hasn't played in like, uh, like almost a month. Like it's just, it, it's, it's mind boggling to me that, uh, that, that th- this goalie situation is not good enough to only have two when you're rostering three. That makes no sense to me. Uh, I have one word in response to that. Bang. Bang. Uh, we'll be back with segment three. We still got to talk about Patrick Kane's performance. Jake Wolman, the most cider Jake Wolman pair got broken up. Jake Wolman probably had his best, worst game rather as a Red Wing yet. Big difference there. Big difference there. So I'm so used to saying he had his best game that this one's so out of left field. So, uh, and I mean, we got a couple other praises this thing too, I guess. Like Robbie Fabry continues to stay hot. Lucas Raymond continues to stay hot. Dylan Larkins continues to stay hot, but Oof, it's hard to focus on the positives after you blow a 4-0 lead and lose to overtime to the second-worst team in hockey. Anyways, sure stay tuned to segment three of Lockdown Red Wings. It's the holiday season, and maybe you're traveling somewhere to celebrate that with your family. The last thing you want is to be caught unprepared and have to take care of yourself or a loved one if you fall ill. 
Jace Medical can give you peace of mind before you ever hop on a flight. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among many others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKDOWN to get $20 off your first order. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. This is the biggest shame about this entire game, Scotty, is that it over overshadowed what should have been a really fun episode talking about Patrick Kane's debut with the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. I mean, we were so fired up reacting to uh, this game and the, the, the poorest defense and the odd man rushes and the goaltending that couldn't make a single clutch save when you needed it most, that it glossed over what I thought was a pretty impressive performance by Patrick Kane. I thought he gave us exactly what we expected, Scotty. Yeah, man. I, I, I thought, I thought he, I agree with you. I think he looked how we, uh, we thought he was going to look. I, I think he's, uh, he's clearly still like trying to get completely back to game speed. Um, and, uh, I mean, he's clearly just like lost a step from like prime Patrick mm-hmm. Kane, but I don't think anybody should have been expecting that, uh, regardless. Like, yeah, I, I thought the, the, I mean, the biggest thing for me is just watching him. He is so smart with the puck, like all the time, right? Like he, he knows and uh, the sharks to their credit, not just on Kane's passes, but on a, on a lot of, of the Red Wings passes all night just seems to get, seems to get uh, sticks on pucks. But um, yeah, I, I thought he, he, he's, I really wanted him to score there. Really. Right, that was uh, that, that one off the, well, I guess a couple of times, really. But the obviously the main one being when he was right in front of the net. Um, I thought he did score. My roommate and I both thought he scored. Yeah. Um, well, you yeah, I, I thought he looked good. Uh, I thought he looked good. I I have no issues with uh, with how he looked. I'm I'm interested in how he continues to like ramp up and get back to like full you know speed. He hasn't played a hockey NHL hockey game in what eight months. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so for a first game back, I I have no issues with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically echoing all your sentiments. He, like you said, he clearly has lost the step speed wise. Um, but he, in the offensive zone, he's giving you exactly what you expect. Very yeah. patient with the puck. He's got very good handles. He f- was finding people in ways that were the Red Wings were not finding prior to his acquisition. Yeah. He obviously had that. There's a couple great- where the people didn't even. They- <laughs> Like there was one Rasmussen one specifically I remember where it was right at his feet and he didn't even like realize that he yeah. had gotten the fuck fast. Sneaky, <laughs> so sneaky, sneaky, Patrick Kane effect, baby. Head on a swivel. Um, and obviously the uh, I told you this before we started recording, but I said that if he had scored there, they don't lose this game. Like yeah. Patrick wow. Kane in his Red Wings debut coming back, like that jolt that would have given the fan base and the players on the bench if well, he also scores just there. Like math. <laughs> Well, I mean, that would, have, score again. <laughs> that would have no, that would have only made it five to four because that came before the Larkin goal. So who knows what would have played out after the Kane? Yeah, well, I guess Fair butterfly enough. effect, baby. Um, but even if it was just five to four, like I don't think that they lo- lose that game if Kane scores. They're not trying to blame Kane. He had a really good game, all things yeah, considered. I he was solid. Yeah, I thought he was solid. Obviously, 
defensive zone didn't provide a whole heck of a lot, but you yeah. know that's that's Patrick Kane. You're not getting him for his defense. I thought he fed teammates, gave his teammates a couple good looks. I'm glad they gave him a look on the power play too. Thought he, he did, did well there. Um, for a power play that gave up two shorties in this game as well. well uh, so yeah, I mean, there there was I was pretty overall pleased, and it sucks that as far as the Patrick Kane conversation goes, that's pretty much the extent of it because of everything else that transpired in this game. This should have been a Patrick Kane episode. This should have been celebrating a Patrick Kane's debut and a Red Wings blowout win, but the Red Wings are going to Red Wing and just let teams come back into it. It's just, again, unacceptable that that happens. Still, again, trying to find my level. Six wins in the last eight games. They still are putting the puck in the back of that a lot and punching teams in the face, but they've just got to tighten up defensively. They've got to, I'm, I'm not going to beat the same dead horse. You've heard me us both say it three or four times this episode. Um, each maybe each, right. Uh, Jake Wallman worst game as a red wing. I think without a doubt to the extent that they broke up. And I don't know if this is the reason they broke up the most cider, uh, Jake Wallman pair, but I'm, if there was a reason I would, speculate personally that that's probably it he had a couple really bad giveaways he uh pinched in on a goal that ended up being uh he pinched in when he shouldn't have leading to an odd man rush going back the other way leading to a goal against and then they put him out there in overtime which i thought i'll be honest when i saw they put him out there to start overtime in the very brief overtime the red wings had i was like bold move by lalone i mean this is guy's been struggling all night long you broke up the pair you put him with a hole Justin Hole, who actually himself had a really nice game, 64% versus 420 shots, attempts four when he was on the ice, only 11 against, and a whopping 77% expected goals, four percentage, the best on the team. So Justin Hole had a pretty nice night playing alongside Jake Wallman slash Shane Gosses Bear, but I digress. Um, I thought it was a bold choice by Derek Lalone to put Jake Wallman back out there in overtime. I'm like, this is a great opportunity if it works out to get him his confidence back. I mean, he scored that overtime winner against the Canadiens. Good opportunity for him to get him get it right. And then he was a non-factor. Well, it wasn't really his fault. They scored in overtime. Larkin blew a tire and let a two-on-o go back down the other way. And Phil Husso yet again failed to make an important save. But Jake Wellman was the worst player on the team. Corsi four percentage wise. He was negative 21 uh relative, which is not good. 17 shot attempts four when he's on the ice, 24 against at five on five. Uh, and he was 31% at expected goals for percentage, which is also not great. Negative 30% relative to his teammates. Um, I'm not going to bash Jake Wolman too hard because he has been consistently one of the best defensemen on this team, but bad time to have a bad time. Bad time to have a bad time, yeah. They uh, they mixed it up a little bit. There was ghosts with Cider at one point. Um, Most of the time. I think they ended up having the most ice time as a pair. Yeah, so much so that Ghost was playing penalty kill. Because they were like, we are not breaking up this pair. So at one point, the penalty kill had Ghost and somebody else that I was like, what the heck? I forget who it was. But at one point, the PK, uh, yeah, had had Cider and Ghost on it, which was certainly uh, a no. Oh, it was Valeno, too, because no comfort. So at one point, the penalty kill had Valeno and <laughs> had Valeno and Ghost Despair on it, or Ghost Despair, which is, is certainly... Certainly was uh, was an interesting uh, kill there, but it, that one actually worked. So there you go. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Gostaspear led the team in that that Corsi metric. You know, the shot attempts. He was out there for twenty two shot attempts, four and only eight against, mm-hmm. uh, which is really impressive for a guy who played on two different pairs in this game. 
And also, I, I think that Jeff Petrie and Ben Sherrod had a pretty decent game. I, I, I thought Petrie it. looked good, except yeah. for when he almost scored on himself. Besides that was that, I thought he was really good. But he did legitimately almost score an own goal. So mm-hmm. that was wild. But he didn't. And I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I'm just I'm more just joking around. Like, yes, I, I thought he looked good. I thought Sherrod had a good game uh, again. Um, ben Sherrod, that was, again, no comp, two assists in this of, game. Yeah, I agree. I think you kind of felt no comfort. Uh, I, I feel like that that presence was felt. Not that Valeno struggled, but um, I, I, yeah, I, I thought that uh, that you kind of you kind of missed that. And I thought Cop's third Cop in one hand. I thought this was one of his better games this season. He struggled I, yeah, I mightily this season, and his line of Perron, Rasmussen, and himself was yeah, Rasmussen had probably the best game of the season. Two goals, even, even aside from the, the tip in goals, he was actually like he was buzzing, he just was, he tip, was everywhere, which was good. Uh, and then, like, credit to you know, if we're just on a you know, what went right streak here, like the fourth line, I thought was fantastic. Yeah, we touched on a little bit earlier, but um, yeah, the fourth line was was stellar. So, and uh, then, yeah. though, I mean, and then to finish it off, right? Like, and that's the crazy thing about this game is we have so many, like, wow, these players are hot right now, or they had a that good was, game. Zero zero right. end of one, and you were up four nothing at one point. Like it's yeah. not like it was sixty minutes of garbage. It was just you. Well, and the Lucas Raymond Dylan Larkin connection oh, continues to be Razor. Great game, Larkin. Yeah. Great game. Larkin had a good game defensively too. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, man. I mean, he didn't get Larkin didn't get an assist on Razor's goal, but I mean, it was because he came into the zone cleanly and dropped yeah. it off for Fabry that that whole play developed. Fabry with two assists. He now has 13 points in 13 games. He was great. Raymond with two more points on track for a 78-point season with the Detroit Red Wings. So it's like there are accolades and flowers to hand out after this game, but it just gets buried underneath a blown lead. Correct. I mean, like, I'm I'm still – I've said my piece. So I'm, I'm pissed off. <laughs> now I've said my piece. I got my energy out. I'm like back down to like a three. Like it's not the end of the world, but I'm still annoyed that you blew this game and lost a point when you shouldn't have. And I'm annoyed that the same issues continue to persist with this team. But I also recognize that you've been playing so well right now and you were due for a loss. Eventually. I just wish it wouldn't have come in such an ugly fashion. Agreed. So, Oh shoot. We got a preview a game. I mean, it's Ottawa. <laughs> it's Ottawa, There's, baby. I mean, we, we've previewed what is it? We've already played them three times or whatever. I mean. Yeah. The Red um, Wings. But, yeah, I would imagine Lion will be in net. He is, I believe. I think they already confirmed that he's playing on Saturday. Yeah, they confirmed that's probably that not a bad move. Uh, yeah, so Red Wings won the first matchup 5-2. Senators in Sweden won in overtime. Obviously, very infamous goal now. Stutzla's out of the air. Home run. He hit over Reimer's head as he ducked. Uh, pretty famous Red Wings came back in that game. Talk about that was a reverse, except the Red Wings didn't get the second point. Uh, struggling in net, eight nine seven for Corpusalo, eight nine one for Anton Forsberg. You got to throw line out there. They will be twenty first in the league at five on five power play and penalty kill. Let me check real quick. Probably middling, I imagine, uh, but they are dead last in the division, eighth place. Uh, this is a team that you got to beat, and you got to come pissed off too. You have to absolutely come pissed off. Agreed, agreed. So get get it right, get right back on it, get on the horse name Friday, because it is a Friday episode. And um, yeah, I mean, divisional games, those are the most important of them. So these are, just like every game I've been saying, these are two points you can't afford to lose. 
These are two points you can't afford to lose. Agreed. Any final thoughts, Scotty? We ball, baby. We'll be back with a new episode on Monday. Recapping Burn rubber, game. not cash. Burn rubber, not cash. We'll be back with a new episode on Monday. Recapping this game against the Ottawa Senators. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.